The gospel is the good news of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, but it is only good news to those who hear it. Every believer is to go with the gospel. Today, we study with Scott Pauley what God's Word teaches about becoming a more effective witness for Christ. We've been talking about the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, and us giving it out, going to where people are, getting it to them. The last time we studied, we ended with a great verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, this great gospel chapter. We read in verse 10 Paul's personal testimony. He said, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. We've seen lots of wonderful things in this chapter. We've seen the ingredients of the gospel. That's the death, burial, and resurrection. We've seen the integrity of the gospel. We're saved by it, and we stand in it. Read verse 1 and 2 again. We've seen the intent of the gospel, and that is that we give what we've received, that we deliver it, that we pass it on. Now we see the influence of the gospel. Look how it has changed the, the heart of a man like Paul. And then look how through Him it touched the lives of so many other people. Friend, I want to tell you, that's God's way. That wasn't just God's way for Paul. That's God's way for all of us. The gospel of grace caused him to labor. It put something in him that had to come out. And I want to say to you that the Lord has done something in you so that you too will labor to get the gospel to others. There is a labor in it. There's both a rest and a labor in the gospel. We rest in what He did for us, and then we labor to get that message to other people. You see, the gospel was never meant to be stationary. Never. From the beginning, the good news of Christ was to be shared. We're talking about what we're to do with the gospel based on this passage. And I've said to you already, uh, first we need to get reacquainted with it. We need to begin giving it to others. And then we need to start carrying it. I mean by that, go. Uh, Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your bubble. Get out where the sinners are. You remember in Luke chapter 2, at the very beginning when Christ came to earth, the angel proclaimed the good tidings of great joy, which shall be what? To all people. I mean from the beginning, Christ said, I want this message to go everywhere. Uh, The shepherds said they're going to tell what they'd heard and seen. Uh, From the beginning, everybody's just getting it out. Mary's testifying. Uh, Friends, it's our turn. It's our opportunity now to get the gospel out. I remember as a boy standing on the side of my grandfather's pond on his farm in West Virginia, tossing pebbles into the water, watching the ripple effect. That's the gospel. One life makes an indention, but it sets in motion so much for the kingdom's sake to get the gospel out. And we've got to go. We've got to get in motion with the gospel. Psalm 126, verses 5 and 6 say, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seeds, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I know the seed still works. It's still precious and powerful. Maybe we're not coming with fruit because we're not going with seed. Maybe we're not seeing as many people saved today added to the church, folks coming to profess faith in Christ and be baptized. Maybe the reason for that is not because preachers aren't preaching good enough sermons. 
or we don't have enough churches or we don't have enough Christian media because we have an abundance of all of that now. Maybe it's because believers are not going like they ought to go. Remember that the first two letters of the word gospel are the word go. Hudson Taylor, that great missionary, the founder of the China Inland Mission, was famous for saying that God is always advancing. And I believe that those who are true followers of Christ should always be advancing with Him. See, Christ's command to go with the gospel, of what we commonly refer to as the Great Commission, is found in five places in the New Testament. Now, each of the five is unique. Each of them reveals something very special, and all the five parts together make the whole. But all of them have one thing in common. Do you know what they all have in common? All five of them show the action of going with the gospel. For example, Matthew chapter 28, probably the most famous passage considered to be the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh, we are to go and make disciples of others as we go. Uh, in Mark 16, 15, we are to go to every creature. In Luke 24, verses 45 through 48, we're to go as personal witnesses of Christ. In John 20, 21, we are to go with divine authority. In Acts 1, 8, we are to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. But in the end, friend, if we don't go, we're not doing what God gave us to do, and we're not carrying the gospel to the ends of the earth. In our chapter that we've been studying, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it is a glorious chapter. It is, it is a triumphant chapter, there's no doubt. But there is one tragic verse in it. I don't know if you've ever seen this. For years I missed this verse, but right in the heart of the chapter, surrounded by all the grace and glory of the gospel, is this sad indictment. In verse 34, he says to the believers, Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Let that sink in for just a moment. He said, What you know, some do not know. And while we're sleeping, they're perishing. And he says, Shame on you. Shame on you for knowing and not telling. Shame on you for receiving and not giving. Shame on you for having all of this, a risen Christ and a wonderful salvation and not telling others about it. This is the time for every believer to be wide awake to eternity, wide awake to souls around them, to, to God's heart, to the gospel. For us to have such good news and not share it is sin. That's what it is. It's sin. James 4.17 says, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. God's commands are not optional. They're mandatory. We must go with the good news. And so I want to challenge you to memorize the gospel. Know enough of it, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Christ. Memorize great gospel verses. Uh, memorize that. But then ask the Holy Spirit to give you a divine appointment. Be on the lookout. Be alert to people around you. And begin to share the simple truth of the gospel. What if all of us, all of us who are studying right now together, what if all of us simply committed to share the gospel with one person in the next seven days? Now look, that's something every one of us can do. Well, I want to say to you, if all of us did that, it'd be an amazing thing to see how God would use that to bring many to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, the Lord Jesus was the master teacher. And regularly He used object lessons to convey His truth. Did it ever dawn on you that Christ left the New Testament church two ordinances, two things we or, He ordered that we do? And uh, they're both object lessons. What are they? Baptism and the Lord's Supper. All right, but what else do they have in common? Both of them represent the gospel. They're gospel lessons. A baptism represents the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
it, it represents the fact that not only did he die and was buried and rose from the dead, but that we're dead in our sins. We've been buried into Christ and we've come alive, new people in Jesus Christ. So baptism is an outward symbol, an object lesson of the gospel uh, that we've received. What's the Lord's Supper? Well, it represents the sacrificial, substitutionary death of Christ and uh, His broken body and His shed blood for our sins and the fact that He's coming again. Uh, He's risen from the dead and He's coming again. What is it? It's a reminder of the gospel. Why do you think He would give us these two things as symbols of remembrance? Because there's one thing He does not want us to forget And there's one thing he does not want us to forget to share with others, and that, my friends, is the gospel. Put the goal in the gospel. Give the good news to somebody today. Ask the Lord to use you right where you are to make a difference for Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Enjoying the Journey. Would you like to learn more about how to witness for Christ or perhaps teach these lessons to others? You may order this series in a special Go Kit complete with teacher helps, duplicable student guides, and additional training resources. Simply go to scottpauley.org for more information. We would love to hear from you and help you in any way possible. May God use all of us to go with the gospel today.